Welcome to Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston. Here's where I get to talk to amazing people from all over the world who are making a positive impact and discuss topics in every single area of life. The sky's the limit. Some might be a little controversial, but eh, we don't shy away from them because everyone I speak to is coming from a good space. So it's an opportunity to learn a lot and expand your mind. Well, this week's awesome, inspiring guest is Sandy Lafazan. I hope I got that right, Sandy. You got it right. Yes. <laughs> but before we start with that, let me just brag a little bit about you or talk a little about you. So I'm going to call you Sandy, but Sandra is a licensed clinical social worker. She's been in private practice for 10 years on Long Island, which, God, I mean, so many people from Long Island. Her practice consists mostly of female adult patients. However, she also sees men, couples, and families. Ooh, we're going to have fun today. Got lots of questions. <laughs> she is most interested in helping women overcome the obstacles that block them from having happy lives. Well, that's all about me and becoming the best version of themselves. Amen, sister. Yeah. Sandra facilitates a divorce slash separation group. Ooh, that should be interesting. Twice a month and runs a woman in midlife trend. I thought you were going to say midlife crisis, you know, just menopause, but it says yes. transition, which I love support group once a month. Also, yes. this is fascinating. She's married to her husband, Jeff, who I met with her whole family for 29 years. Shout out. And her three, which we were just talking about yeah. amazing sons and a new puppy. Yes. Welcome, Sandy. Pleasure to be here, Sandy. All right, so let's back up. Let's get to the puppy. What's the puppy's name? The puppy's name is Fresco, and there's a story behind that. I'm sure there um, is. Well, Fresco, when you know, when we were taking the sonograms of our babies, starting with Josh, who's now 24, we didn't have uh, names for them initially. You know, when they give you that picture, that little blurb of a, yeah. of a blob, you know, and you know that that's your baby. So we would call the image a Fresco. And um, so it's really sort of full circle because this puppy uh, was something that Josh really wanted, my son Josh, and he, um, you know, kind of wore us down. Um, and we really felt that it needed to be Fresco because, you know, he was Fresco when he was in my belly. So it's like a, it's like a very, um, it has significance to us, that name. Um, so here it is. We have a boy puppy, 14 weeks. <laughs> 14 <laughs> Another weeks. boy. <laughs> Another boy. I have all boys. Uh, you know what? Listen, yeah. so I have a daughter, but she lives in Florida. She's much older, has a little boy, and mm-hmm. it's great, but they're in Lakeland, Florida. In my house, I have my husband, my son, four cats and dog. They're all male. Every one of them. Uh, so we can speak the same language. So yeah, I mean, they're, I'm yeah. the only female yeah. yes. in the house. And Mandy, my daughter, is in Florida, so I'm like, what the heck's up with that? I got, And all my nephews, all male. All boys. Uh, I have pretty much the same, but I, I come from four sisters. Ooh. And yeah, so here it is. I am, and I'm so girly girl. And, you know, but I am beyond blessed to have these boys in my life. And, uh, you know, they are, yeah, they're just truly amazing. And so I think that, and I've always wanted a brother, always wanted a brother. So that's kind of really? why I think I have, yes, that's why I think now I you got, like, good. you know, boys. Yeah. Boys, yeah, yeah. And, and I love them, and you know, and they. Uh, but it's different for sure. Oh, it, yeah, it, absolutely. See, I I grew up again. I just had a brother, so I'm kind of a tomboy. 
Yeah. And even, you know, with my daughter, Mandy, she's very girly. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, thought, I probably could hang out with Mandy because sometimes yeah. I don't know what to do with these guys. Like, I mean, but, I'm uh, like, I get it that the hair's not working out. So what? Throw a hat <laughs> on your head. Throw a hat on your head. Go yeah. out the door, you know? But they simplify boys, you know, I mean, in a general sense, boys really kind of, they, they just make things simple. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, they don't have time for all the, the other things that come along with, you know, with, with women. I mean, it's again, I'm generalizing, but yeah, I know, but um, you, you know, from your boys in your house, how it is, you know? it, they just walk out, they walk out of the house and they're just done. You know, sometimes they walk out of the house and they don't know where they're going or they, they're not even, <laughs> right. But they walk, they get out there somehow, you know, with well, all I know is what, and I don't know if it's a female male thing, but my son always says to me and he's 15, my husband, you know, mom, you don't always have to fill space with talking. Like sometimes you can. Oh, just, that's so funny. That's you funny. Quiet, you know what oh. I mean? Like we don't have to say anything. I don't know if you ever hear that. Like you don't have to always talk. Well, you know what? I actually say that. I'm the one that says that. You really? Know? Yes, I'm the one that says that. Like we can be, we can have quiet time. You know, I, I'm the one that says this because all I do is talk. You know, I do, I do a lot of talking. Um, but ah. it, it, yes, I'm the one that says that. I'm very into sort of, you know, quiet time, reflective time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah. But, but it's great. Look, you get what you get and you don't get upset. You know, like I could, I would have wanted girls or, or a girl or somehow, yeah. you know, a combination. Yeah. But again, I can't be, um, I can't be luckier. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have great kids. So I know. So let's yeah. tell how we met. So yes. it was funny because I was talking to Dylan earlier, but I met your son first. Right. Because um, this wonderful man, Dan Schneider in New York, told me about yeah. Next Gen Summit and it was in Philly. And can you go and represent? It was a last minute. I was like a throw in, Sandy, you know, because oh, I'm right man. down the street at Weston Fitness and Dan couldn't go. So I was like, can you represent, you know, the silver foxes? And, and I spoke to Justin and I just fell in love with them. I'm like, uh, I don't normally come in the city on Saturdays. It's family day, but what the heck? And then I met you as soon as I walked in the door, you were standing cool. right there meeting and greeting. So what is it? A big family affair, this next gen summit? Oh, it is just the most inspiring group of young people that you could ever want to meet. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And, and you know, they, they're, Look, a brilliant bunch of kids. I mean, they're they they come from every walk of life. They're young. They're inspiring. They're they're inventing. They're creating. They want to meet. They they you walk out of this kind of environment and you feel like you're not doing enough. And and we both know that we're both doing a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, but they are. It is one big family. And I have to say, I'm I I'm so blessed to be like 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 the mother, you know, Dylan, Dylan's mom, Ronnie and I, we, we are, uh, you know, we look forward. We really look forward to these events because we, and as the dads do too, yeah, we, we're in the, we're in the front and center. We do, we roll up our sleeves and we're doing everything we can to, um, you know, help run the event, help make it smooth. And, um, Whatever the boys want us to do, we do, you know, with, with a yeah. help, basically. So um, were you at the first one that um, Dylan would say was in Texas? Were you also? Oh, definitely. Yes. Oh. That was, oh, my God. I could cry thinking about that one because it was so much fun. Oh, my God. And that was our first introduction to, you know, the Gambardellas. And, um, oh, my God, it was just, it was awesome. The energy, I mean, I still can tell you, I remember 
I just remember this one time, like being in the audience and sitting in the back and, and Dylan and Justin were up on this podium and they were talking about, you know, the journey, what got them up to you know this point. Mm-hmm. You could, and you could really hear a pin drop in the room. And these, these kids were just captivated by them. And then they broke out into a, um, a song. Like, I think it was the weekend, like the popular song that the weekend had had at the time. Um, I forget what it was, but, and everyone started dancing. And yeah. I, yes. And I'll never forget like that. Yeah. It was just the coolest thing. I'm, and I had the chills. I still have the chills, like thinking about the energy that like this community, you know, like that, that, that came from this, this, this moment, like in time and the community yeah. grown and grown and grown, you know, and, and, um, it is the coolest and you've seen it firsthand. So, you know, and yeah. that, that's actually like, that's like a, that's not the main um, event. Like the one in New York, right. it's like three days. I was just at a small, yeah. it was the first introduction to Philly, right? So yes, you have to come to the New York one. I know. That's what we're talking about. It is, it's like, I mean, I can tell you that it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And you will be so inspired by the, that, by these, I say kids, I mean, yeah. they're, they're young adults and they are just awesome. And some are, some are young, you know, some are really yeah. young, but yeah. some, are, some aren't so young, but they're just the best and the brightest. And, and you know what? I was saying that to Dylan because I, um, I always have questions that I ask from people that I say, Oh, I'm bringing on this guest. What you, what would you like me to ask them? Yeah. And it just so happened yesterday, I was doing a podcast with um, temple students and they were saying like, why do people think, you know, millennials are lazy? And he answered that, you know, very well and blah, blah, blah. And then you could see, and then, but what about the ones, you know, you're sitting around Thanksgiving table and aunt Sally best says, you know, problem with you guys, you're all soft. And I get so angry, you know, and defensive. And I, and I try not to, because my world, the kids are all completely different. You know, I meet the most amazing, amazing, amazing kids. And Dylan, his answer was so great. It's just a matter of perspective. It's the same situation, but in their heads, just like a lot of generations, Sandy, you know, that they, they did things is not the way these kids would say, like even Think about, you know, you kept your jobs for 20, 30, 40 years, a lot of, you know, the older generation, whether you liked it or not. This generation is like, uh, yeah, I don't think we're doing that, you know? Absolutely. And look, you know, you know, it's very individual. Like, look, they're... they're, It's very hard to, like, understand, like, what makes a... What makes a kid, like, so, like, uh, like, uh, you know, so um, excitable and so passionate about what they do. You know, I think, I mean, if you really think about it, it's, it's, you know, some kids are just great kids, but they haven't yeah. been connected to what they truly want to do or they're really passionate about. That doesn't make them less than, you know, it, it happens to just be in this particular group, this forum. Yeah. They, they have something. They have something they want to do, say, invent, create, you know, they, they, and, and they're passionate. Do you know, like it doesn't mean that they're necessarily, you know, um, better, you right. know, but they, no, they already found have it. Direction. That's and right. That's, that's like- right. Next gen that um, Justin and Dylan are trying to do, like he said, everybody comes from different backgrounds and they're not trying just to already help the kid that knows where they're going, but the ones that, you know, are wobbling a little bit. That's right. And that's the beauty of this kind of forum is that they, Dylan and Justin will connect the kid that comes in and maybe has like a sort of an idea, but not really. And with, with how to help them get to where they need to be. So it's not necessarily only the people who are, 
you know, um, rehearsed, if you will, you know, like, like you can really, you can kind of come in there and connect and better you and, and walk away better than you walked in. Walk, walk away maybe with more ideas or more, you know, just more excitement about something, you know, yeah. and that's how it's like, I think that's how the seeds are planted, you know, but some kids are fortunate that they had those seeds planted. No, you're you know, right. They- you're right. Absolutely. All right. Now I could talk about that forever. Yeah, me too. Andy, I yes. need to talk about you growing up with four girls, because to me, that sounds like a nightmare, but you are making it sound like it was amazing. Well, I can't say it was necessarily either like a nightmare or amazing. I think it's tough to, (laughs) well, I think, I think you have to, you know, be realistically, and I'm a first generation American. Okay. So I grew up with immigrant parents in a house with, where they from? my mother's Cuban, my father's Polish. All right. So here it is. I grew up as the oldest first generation. Oh, you're the oldest. Yes. I'm the oldest. Are you? That's a lot of responsibility. Yes, exactly. So here it was, I was sort of like, not necessarily um, encouraged to leave the nest. And um, that, like I, you know, had it was really much more, um, I was sort of like, I don't want to say I was held back, but I was sort of held back in terms of being able to sort of fully fly. If, no, if you I get it. Okay. So I went to a local college. Like I just didn't have the options. I really wanted to sort of spread my wings. And they did, my parents did allow me to travel and whatnot, but you know, it, it was a different day and age. It really yeah. it was. You just didn't leave that. You just didn't Did leave you it. Lot, though? Let's get back to that. Did I babysit? Uh, no, because my parents really didn't leave. They didn't go out a lot. It, it was I a different. Yeah, they really didn't. You know, they they. You didn't have you know, to watch the kids, huh? No, I I did babysit for my next door neighbor, and you but know, not did your no, not my sisters. But I did. You know, there was like a like a a code of taking care of my sisters and having you know to hang out with my sisters, but not to babysit for them because my parents really were kind of home buddies. Yeah, you know, what was and the age difference. So it was two two years between me and my second sister, and then two years between my second sister and my third sister, and then ten years between me and my youngest sister. So Ooh. yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, and um, I, don't know. But, I just made that up. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, you know what? I don't even think it was an oopsie. I think that my parents really, you know, they, they <laughs> well, no, I think they, they just really likes having. A, fam- a big family, yeah, you know, yeah. my father came from a big family. My mother didn't, but I think, you know, like it was just, it was like a lot of family values, just like the old fashioned being, you know, family. Like you didn't, you didn't leave the nest, the compound, if, if you will, you, just, you stayed with the family, you know, and that's, um, yeah, that's how I grew up. So, you know, I mean, it, it it was what what it was. My parents did, you know, the absolute best that they could, and they gave us a yeah. loving environment and, and and worked night and day. My father worked night and day to have us have what we needed. And um, you know, I I really don't think, uh, you know, I think I mean I think when I look back, I certainly can dissect a lot of what was, you know. Yeah. But well, you're a therapist, that's why. Yes, yes. But I try I really do try to make it like turn it into a positive for yeah. me. You know, like I've done I've done my work on myself because I had to in social yeah. work school, you know, to get to this place. You yeah. know? What about your sisters? Where do they live now? Well, three of them live on Long Island. Actually they all live on Long Island. So all of them live on Long Island. One lives very close to me. She's a teacher, a special ed teacher. And one lives um about twenty minutes away. She is a a physical therapist by trade, but she now works um she works for one of the local JCCs mm-hmm. in a community uh um 
uh, forum, and um, she does really well there. And uh, my youngest sister is a stay-at-home mom, and she has four kids of her own. Oh, my and goodness. She, yeah, she lives about about 45 minutes away. Boys and, and girls, does she have? Or, like, what's their... She has three girls and a boy. And my sec- and my second sister... I have the three boys. My, se- my second sister has two boys. My third sister has a boy and a girl. And then there's a three girls and a boy. So it's a nice, nice mix. We've got some girls and some boys, and they are all amazing kids. If I tell you with oh all God. authenticity and sincerity, I am telling you. Yeah. I'm blessed beyond. There's just the loveliest group of kids, and um, I love them all dearly. Do you they get really together are. a lot or for holidays? Like, what's the scoop? You know, not as often as I think that we could. And I think, and that that's like, that's just honest. Um you know, I think that we just, yeah, here it is. We live all live on Long Island, but we really don't get, get yeah. together. That no, that's not unusual, you know. Yeah, it's not it, you know, you can pick your, you can't pick your family, you pick your friends, and it's not that we aren't like we don't love each other, but I think that when it comes down to actually making the choices, we don't make those choices. Yeah, you know, and that makes me sad to say, but it's honest. No, I so, love that you're saying that. I love that. It's real. It's honest. Yeah. What about like, do you celebrate any of the holidays? We, well, we do. So, you know, we, we sort of switch off because, um, you know, Jeff has family. He now has a mom. His father had passed away a few years ago. So, um, and they are observant Jews. Um, they are, um, you know, Orthodox. So we, you know, yes, yes. So, um, you know, it used to be, we'd celebrate more, uh, like the, the Jewish holidays with them, you know, and things have changed as the year. Hanukkah season. Yes, are you are you Jewish? No, but I oh. was married. My first husband was Jewish, so I am very familiar, you know, with yes, I, most of my friends, half of them, but they're not. I don't have any um, Orthodox. It's mostly Reformed and conservative. Okay, well, they, you know, what their Jeff's family became Jewish when he was like a teenager. They decided, mm-hmm. like slowly, they evolved into a much more religious, um, uh, uh, you know, observant kind of way. And he wasn't raised that way. So for Jeff, my husband, he is not embracing of so much of the religion, you know, whereas I really like religion and I did not come from a religious home. Um, I mean, we were, you know, Jewish, but we only, we didn't really, you were know, you we cultural were, Jewish as my friends tell me, Sandy. Yes. Cultural yes. Yeah. Cultural Jewish. Yes. Yeah. But I happen to really like it. And I, and it's funny because if, if Jeff, if, if he was more inclined to go that, to go into really becoming more, you know, into it, we, I would go there. I mean, yeah. I, we, I, yeah. I can kosher. I mean, I, I like it. I like candles on Friday night. I'm very traditional. I can yeah. call myself traditional, but he's, he had too much of it. So he rebelled yeah. against it. So that's kind of where we struggle. So we have to sort of find like a happy medium, you know, which is like, yeah. <laughs> which I is- love, I, I always tell my friends on the Buddha, I love tradition and culture, like you said, and I yeah. thought Judaism was beautiful. You know what I mean? And yeah. I yes, just love yes. all of it. You know, not that yeah. I don't embrace my Christianity, but I love so much of it. And I'm like you. I love the tradition and the history love. of it. And like coming together and you always do these things, you know? Oh, I love it. And I have to tell you one cool thing, sort of related. I took I took this liking and this connection to this rabbi in Israel because Jeff, my husband, does have family in Israel. Ooh. And I, I connected with this rabbi, Rabbi Zev, and we we talk every week. He sends me the Torah portion of the week. And, no way. Uh, 
way. And it's in English and we talk about it. I try to extrapolate things I think would be interesting <gasps> to my patients. Oh yeah. And I love it. There's so much richness yeah. to to this history. Do you know, like, it's like, it's, it's mind boggling, mind boggling what you can learn. You know, I feel it's a great sense of like, um, comfort for me to, yeah. to you know, and, and, and I, I, there's so many, there's just so much I get from it. And, um, so I like a lot of it, the religion. I right. really do. So it could be your own practice. And then when you come together, you do yeah. something else, you know? Oh, totally. Jeff is not at all interested in it, but interestingly enough, Justin is, he's, he's taking a course right now that he's very interested in. It's like a Talmudic studies at, at Penn. Yep. And, and yeah, and he, and he you know, I when I light the candles on Friday night, I wish my boys a good Shabbos, and he'll he'll tell me about something that the rabbi would have said to him that week. Wow. And, yeah, and it's it's the coolest thing because it's it's like just the, the seeds are being planted. What he yeah. chooses to do with them, yeah, is up to him. Do you know? Yeah. But the seeds are being planted, and they can only grow. You know, so I love that. I just do. You know, so I'm a late bloomer, Sandy, as I think I may have told you. So I'm blooming like that. No, I no, love. No, I love listen. it. You know, I always said when I stop learning, I'm going to my next life. You know, I say the same thing. I you I love it. I, I say love it. it. I love. Well, what's yeah. really funny is so I, you know I grew up in the Methodist church, but more my own more Christianity, and along my travels though, I became more I would say not church doctrine, but more spiritual, but very very important to me. Like my practice. Yeah. Very, very important. I meet my husband. He grew up in Catholicism, but had enough of it because of all the different things, right? Okay. So he kind of went and he was more like me embracing what we're going to do. Well, guess what? We move a block away from a Catholic church where he had grown up. And he decides like he wants that community that like he's able, which I think is an amazing thing to do. He doesn't think about all the different things that are wrong in it. He sees mm-hmm. all the beauty in it and the community of it and what it was meant to be. Uh, and so uh, nice. he he goes without me because I'm <gasps> Catholic, you know what I mean? And I was, yeah. but his mom, you know, sings in the choir and he goes and he loves it and it gives uh, him peace. And uh, you know, it's not like he's, we still have a lot in common. Like he's, he embraces all religions and, all, you know, he, he loves hearing all about them. So he's not like, oh, my way or the highway. He's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. He finds so much comfort in it. Mm-hmm. And That's right. he knows the history of all religions. He studied it. And so him and my son, both are 15, and they can tell you all the good, bad and ugly, but still in all, he takes it for all the love that was supposed to be there. You know, you could just dissect anything. You know, and it, you know, everyone's like, oh, are you upset or disappointed because your husband said he wasn't going to go? No, I love that he has that in his life. And absolutely, you know what I mean? And it's beautiful for him and he finds community in it and he finds joy. And it's not like he agrees with all of it, of course, you know, but I mean, that's, you know, there's what is supposed to be that's coming from straight love. And then there's, you know, what we do as human beings to, you know. That's I think it's wonderful. I, I lucky for you that he's so open to, you know, to really just being just being aware of how it can just benefit his life. Yeah. You know, I think I think sometimes older the older we get, like the more we are looking, you know how you always you know, you, well, you're a very open-minded person too, but I think that like the older we get, we're always searching for more meaning, yeah. you know. Oh, I agree. Right, like we're just looking, like yeah. for to, to just to, to make sense of stuff, you know. And um, I just which is think, what you do for a living, right? 
which is what I do for a living. Yes. And, um, and, and, but I, I think that, look, you know, I walk the walk and talk the talk because I, you know, religion to me, it's very individual. I don't try to, you know, I'm not a religious person, but like you spiritual yeah. and yeah. just trying to make meaning of life and, and trying to make my life better. And, yeah. it, and it really does give me comfort. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I really would love talking to that rabbi. I mean, so many, oh, like, awesome. yeah, it's really yeah. funny because, um, a large, you know, group of my friends are Jewish, but they're they're so different. I always say to them, "All right, like ease up on each other," because sometimes you know, one's reformed, one's cultural, yeah. one's you know, or you know what I mean, um, right. conservative. Yeah. And I said, "You guys are all coming to the end result. It's how you get there." You know, that's right. And that's some right. people like more rules, and some people are a little bit loose, but it, it's all good. Yeah. You know? It is, but see that taking that attitude just makes it much more user friendly. It's when we start to like put these, you know, these like demands yeah. on 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 religion, and structure it in a way that makes it just so, like, just you know, not tasty. You yeah. know, like, make, yeah. And, and that's what I think a lot of times on Long Island, I see that. I don't know if it's it's where you are. You know, you're forced to join a synagogue, and you're forced to make these decisions when you're you know early in your life with your that's kids. True. And, and it sometimes it's like it's not a one size fits all kind of thing, you know. Like we don't make it palatable. We make it like you know, I don't know. We make it very uncomfortable for people sometimes. I think yeah. to to like sort of figure out where they belong, yeah. and then they end up not belonging. Yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> what religion. But then you find your way. All right, so Sandy, let's yeah. get into it because I have lots of questions for you. Go go go! I'm ready. All right, so what made you get into social work? I mean, you said for 10 years, like, what did you do yeah. before that? I, this is a second career for me. I had um, actually a wonderful career in human resources from uh, Macy's uh, Northeast. What? I, yeah, I had a great career. I was a uh, long story, but I ended up starting out as a, um, like a salesperson there, like a Christmas help, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I was really going to school at the time for television and radio. My ideal was oh. to, yes, I wanted to produce documentaries is what I wanted. Why can you doing that? Oh, I so wanted that. But, you know, I didn't realize that. And here it is. I, you know, I went to school for that. I, I have a master's in that. I went and then I started to pound the pavement, quote unquote, and realized that, you know what? I, nobody really cared about, you know, this girl from Brooklyn who, had a master's degree, they they would ask me how fast I could type. And I and yeah, and I and and I yeah, how fast could you type? And I was really like it was just a ugh, I was not happy. And here I had great internships. I, I had I was very it was very cool. But I what I did not have is any self-esteem. I really didn't. I mean don't forget, you know my background. Yeah. I had I'm you know immigrant parents. I really wasn't like I wasn't encouraged to leave the nest. So here it was. I was a girl from Brooklyn traveling into the city. I worked at NBC as one of my internships. I was scared to death. I didn't think I belonged there, Sandy. Yeah. But, it, but I turned to Yeah. Yeah. I, but I was there and I, but I didn't, I just didn't have the gumption to, you know, really like stick with the typing and get, get into a company and then work my way up and then show my goods. I just didn't have that, the guts. And, and some, and one of my peers actually, she ended up doing just that and, and ended up breaking into television that way because that was what you had to do. Okay. But all along, yeah, yeah but all along I was working for Macy's. I had these little jobs and they loved me. They kept promoting me. I was every flower, red flower, white flower, and then they approached me about going through their training program. And I, I, you know, I didn't really have anything better at the time, you know, 
and they, it was it was nice money, and I accepted it, and it became an amazing uh, beginning for me with Macy's. And I have to say that, like at the time, this is at the time back in the day, you know, retail wasn't what it is now. Um, that you know, I worked in Herald Square. I mean, this was where there there were. Um, it's my dream. And, I love this. Yeah. Well, if, if I tell you though, like sitting in this, like in this uh, arena with MBAs from Ivy League schools, and then me from Brooklyn College, I, you know, here it is again. I didn't think I belonged there either. Okay. Yeah. However, I have to tell you that at the end of the day, I was one of the few left standing, and I, it turns out these, you know, big shot MBAs and this one and that one and. They they it, it, they couldn't they couldn't really make it in 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 the in the um, store line capacity because yeah. what it was was you had to really go out there and manage people yeah and you might have, you could have all the degrees in the world but and and but you had to really like you know manage people so I that was like my niche and I found like here it is I was promoted quickly I I I, I worked my way up quickly I was sales manager of the year you I was, must have been I, really I good with people. Always good with people, and I have. But I have to tell you, when I got to the buying line, which was part of the career, like you, you started store line, then you moved to buying line, then you went back to store line. When I got to the buying line, I didn't want to be a buyer. I was miserable. I, I was a numbers crunching kind of thing, yeah. and I was really going to leave. And then a, an old boss of mine had called me, and she said, "How'd you like to work for me in personnel, which is human resources yeah. now, personnel back in the day?" Yeah. And I was like, "You know what, Karen? I'm going to leave. So I might as well try that." And that was to, that was the beginning of a wonderful, wonderful career for me in human resources for Macy's. And I that's like where I got this. Um, real uh, understanding of myself and what my skills were in terms of working with people and helping people and, and, and coaching and counseling. And that that's kind of where it was born, you know, but I was with Macy's for 13 years and um, it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, career, but I couldn't do that and have a family. So I was pregnant with Josh. It was a long time ago and I, we were at a crossroads and, you know, if you would have known me then, you would have never thought that I would have left Macy's. I was a senior executive yeah. and I was on track, but I also wasn't ready to like let anybody watch my son. And um, we were moving. How old were you then? So I was an older mom. Well, actually, I'm mean, old now, but I was, let's see, he was, I was 30, 30? Yeah, I was 28 when I got married. 33, sorry. 33 when I had Josh. Yeah. 35 when I had Justin. And close to 40 when I had uh, Aaron. Okay, well, I had um, Cole when I was 43. So we're okay. You were a youngin. Yeah, but you look like you're 16. I, you, 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 you look very <laughs> young. I thought you were 16, but let's go. Yeah, All right. I do too. But anyway, so yeah. So that was, it was, it was great. So I, um, but it was a great career and a great memories. So I left and I, it was crazy. And I, stayed home to take care of Josh. And I was like, really kind of like shocked. Like I was, didn't realize, like I, I felt like somebody dropped me on my head. I was a working person and yeah. I wasn't, I mean, where I worked, to, I left, I moved to suburbia with this, like Josh was, who was a miserable baby. And uh, I was <laughs> not so happy. So wait, so then, you know, like my husband said, well, you know, why don't you sell real estate? Oh, okay. The next day I got my real estate license. I mean, I enrolled oh, stop in it. Oh, no, no, no. I enrolled in a course. I mean, I, there was like a three-day course, Dale Carnegie. I enrolled. I got, oh and it, wait, then I, I come home. I'm like, I'm ready to sell real estate. He said, 
but who's going to watch Josh? I don't want you to sell real estate. I said, you just said sell real estate. You didn't think you were going to do it? You didn't think I was going to do it. And I I got involved with Hadassah, with this, with that. But I did, I felt like something was missing. And um, then uh, I got pregnant again. And uh, that was really where I was like, gee, you know, I'm losing my sense of self. You know, I didn't know what to do. And long story, I, I ran into a neighbor who suggested that I talk to somebody. You know, she said, well, why don't you go talk to like a social worker or something and just talk about your feelings? Okay. Well, I ended up going to this um, North Shore Child and Family Guidance Center, which is the largest mental health clinic on Long Island. Okay. Went there, met my mentor who said to me, you don't need to be here. You need to become a social worker. And yeah, and she, you know, she's the, really the reason I, you know, I decided to go back to school. I was pregnant with my third. So, okay. And he's now 18. So I went back to school um, and uh, I, you know, never looked back. I, you know, I took like one course at a time. It was not easy. We had moves. We had, you know, a lot of life happens. Um, Were you doing I, at night? What did, what did you do? How did you do it? nights, I did days, I did weekends, I did whatever I could take. And I really kind of eked along and slept along. And you can't look up the mountain, you just got to keep climbing it. Yeah. And yeah, I got up there. And I knew that it was what I wanted, which was to really work with people to try to help people and to, you know, to become a therapist. And so different ways to go about it for me, that was that seemed to be offer me the most flexibility and have a family, you know, okay. Yeah. So that was uh, what got me into social work. And then I became, got my clinical license and, you know, there's internships that are involved with that. I actually interned back at the place that, you know, I, that North Shore Child and Family Guidance Center. Oh, you did? Little, yeah. I, I insisted on going back there full circle. Um, so how many years did it take you total? Oh, uh, so, so it took me like 13 years. I think I want to say 13, 15 years. Let me see. 13, 10 years I'm working. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to say I started when I was pregnant with Aaron. So 18. Okay. okay so yeah. So 18, I went, cause I had to actually had to transfer colleges because at the time I started at one college, but the, their program wasn't accredited. So my mentor at, uh, had basically suggested I switch colleges. So I missed some credits. I had to yeah. really start, you know, start again. But, um, yeah, like I just kept going. So was it, it all, long did you do anything online or was everything in person? One class was online. Um, yes, and it was it different was, yeah. now. Like there's so yeah. many things online, isn't there? Yes. Oh yeah. No, now they make it much, uh, yes. much more accommodating. Yeah. yeah. But mostly there was only one course online. You know, I prefer the person yeah, to be too. honest. Me too. That's how I learn. I, I'm not like an online, you know, yeah. I'm old fashioned. I like seeing the professor and speaking to them and the interaction you get me from your energy with the course. Um, but yeah, it was great. I love learning, Sandy. I could I could be a lifelong learner. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Knowledge seeker. There's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely, no. There's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, no, I love it. But it's it's not so easy to do the old, you know, yeah. to manage it all. But it's not impossible. So, okay, so this is very inspiring for people because I love that you tell that story as a mom and how you didn't give up and you just even though you couldn't take it full time, you still did it because you knew that's what you wanted. And I think absolutely. a lot of time people start out and it's really important to remember this that you know it, it wasn't overnight that it, your dream came true to get it you know what I mean you were able yeah. to see it and you kept it like you said I just kept seeing it 
there. And yeah. I just kept going after it. And that's really important. And then what made you decide to go on private practice? Because that's a whole nother thing. Well, I always knew I wanted a private practice. That actually was my dream is to have a private practice. But I've always been doing other things because you it's you know, it's it's very um you know, challenging to kind of come out of school and, you know, have a private practice and, and have it be like, you know, paying your bills. Okay. Um, but I, but, but it took me, it to, you know, I was always doing other things because with this kind of degree, you, you have to sort of do other things to get your supervision. And, you know, I was working at not-for-profits. I was always doing some other things, not just this. Okay. Uh, private practice. But then um, what happened was my the last not-for-profit I was working at, I was working with young people who were on the autism spectrum and trying to help them find jobs. And that was wonderful. That was a wonderful job. I mean, wonderful work because, you know, uh, you know, the, I mean, it was, I mean, it really fused together my skills of former HR, you know, yeah. and social work, you know, and my, my network of, of, uh, resources. I loved it. And I love seeing the, 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 uh, young people flourish. And to That's this day, so freaking rewarding. Oh my God, so rewarding. And I have to tell you that like every week I get like an email from one, one woman particularly who, she, I mean, she was, she's a little older. Like most of the kids I was working with were, you know, in their twenties, oh. she was an older, I don't know how she got into the program, but she did. And she, maybe she was in her fifties, um, high functioning Asperger's. She had, she was in a very difficult placement because she was older, you know, and a lot of companies kind of, you know, they, they shy away from hiring older, you know, mm-hmm. I found a job for her that she's still in and she thanks me every week. And it, it really, it's been years. I mean, this is like maybe going on four years and she has a, she's a receptionist of a company that actually only hires, um, you know, uh, people on the spectrum. No way. And way. It was that amazing. must be the and most I, awesome company. The most awesome company. And it is like by a stroke of unbelievable luck that I found this company. I yeah. was, don't even know, I don't know how, but she works there. And she, and I just heard that another young man that is working, uh, that I had placed in the city is still working at his job. So that, I mean, that's like, that's a game changer. You know, when you can change somebody's life. Oh my life God. Like that, no. Oh my God. That's like, I'm, how lucky am I? No, I mean, I mean how see. lucky are they? And that you saw that as my oh. friends would say, oy vey. I mean, seriously. It's an oy vey. It's an oy vey. But I feel like this is like, I'm blessed to do this work. Yeah. It's really, I, it's, it's wonderful. So I've always been doing other things. And then when that closed, that shop closed because of lack of funding. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I said, you know what? I'm going to do the, I'm going to do my practice. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is kind of what I do. And I, you know, and it's, and it's look again, how lucky am I? I'm sitting in my office right now um, and I have a home office um, and I love what I do. I have wonderful patients. I love what I do. It sounds and like I, it's varied too. I mean, I know you have your knit, yeah. but it sounds like you do other things too. Yeah. Well, I keep it fresh. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 I have to, you know, I, you know, I, I keep it fresh because I, you know, we want to, you know, just kind of keep it like just feeling good and, and not like it's so, I mean, the work alone is it always changing, but yeah. I, you know, I started this women's group, which is a wonderful group of women. And like when you were introducing it, it is about all these changes that go through that we go through midlife, Yeah, you know? 
So it is, but it, it, and it's an, it's a group of women that we've become this community. I actually started it for myself. I mean, think about it. I'm a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Like, of course, it all comes out of our need for us, right? That, it is, right. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it, and it's, but it's a non-judgmental group. So it's a, a group that, I mean, it's different than just going to lunch with your friends yeah. because this is a group that there's no judgment. They don't really, they, they, this is all like pure, just support and um, just pure love and just kind of just trying to help one another. How many women are there? So in this group, we're about seven, if we all come together okay. and we, and it's, and it's, you know, there's been ebbs and flows, of course. Um, but in this particular group, we, and we meet once a month in, in a local uh, nursing slash rehab center. Um, but it's really, it's, it's become like a real, a real nice tight group. I mean, I try to make it also interesting. Like once in a while I'll have, um, someone come and teach them something like about, you know, nutrition or about, um, meditation or about, you know, uh, organization, yeah. you know, just try, but mostly it's about going around and just sharing yeah. what's going on. You know, what's the average um, age when you say, I want to tell my listeners what midlife, what average age of the woman? Average age, I think in this group is about 52, okay. but you know, I mean, I've had, I've had younger and I have, you know, low sixties. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think about 52, maybe 53 is the average, gotcha. you know, but all coming from, and, but nobody knew each other going in, yeah. you know, and it's really, I mean, these, this group, I had to cancel last month because of, uh, my sister's uh, mother-in-law passed away, and this group got together anyway. Oh, good! I mean, that, that made me so happy. Like yeah. that's like what this is about. So that's one group, and then I run this divorce group, yeah, which is uh, like another you know powerful group. It's a it's a powerful group of women who are, for, are at different ends of this kind of um, experience. Okay, so some have got, gotten divorced, some are just beginning the process, mm-hmm. some are in the middle of the process, but they all help each other get through it, and it's. It's really that's um, rewarding too. Yes, it's really w- rewarding, and it's 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 a great group of women, and um, yeah, I mean, it's really really been very very consistent and loyal to the group, and you know, we've helped each other. We've helped, we, you know, it, 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 this this, you know, I always say you got to find your people, yeah. you know, and especially when you're going through a divorce, and you've gone through it, so you yeah. definitely know that, yeah, you know. So here it is, like they have their people. Yeah, you know these people, these women have each other's backs. Yeah, and you know what's really mm-hmm. funny? I mean, I'm very fortunate. Um, we were married ten years, and the only reason uh, we ended up splitting is he's, he's an amazing person is because he decided he didn't want to have children. So it wasn't anything I was for. You know, what I'm saying like, wrote. You know what I mean? It was so easy. Yes. Like it was done in three months. But that being said, nobody was in my corner. Everyone's like, he's a great guy. He loves you. He's amazing. Like every single person, I'm trying to think of maybe even one was like, you're ruining your life. You'll never find anyone again who loves you so much. I'm like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, oh right. And I wish I would have had that support because it was really tough. I mean, even though it was easy, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't like at the end of the day, you know, it was the best decision I made. And then he saw it was the best decision. But it was rough not having a group. <laughs> like I love the fact yeah. that you have a group, you know? Yeah, I can only imagine that that must have been 
so hard. And that took a lot of courage to do what you I did. Will, see, yeah. I'm also very private. So I didn't want to tell people, but I yeah. felt like you say like, so he's, you know, then at the end he changed his mind. It's like, well, you know, for me, he'd have kids, but you know how you know it would be bad. Yeah. He would yes. present it and it wouldn't do right. well because right. you know, when right. we got married, he wanted kids. And then along the journey, he didn't want them. I, yeah. There was something in my gut that I kept saying, it. Right. well, he'd be, now that he are leaving, I'm like, he definitely would have them. But I knew in my yeah. heart, Sandy, that yeah. it would have been whatever. But everyone was yeah. like, listen, you're 35, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen. You know what I mean? Like I will meet yeah. someone. And I ended up having the best five years of my life before I, I met my husband. They used to call me the great white hope. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know yeah. is that you should never feel you're stuck in a situation. You know I mean? That's right. Absolutely. Right. You do the right Whatever. And then That's I meet my right. husband. What you know, we get married. He's a little bit younger than me and we want kids. And uh, they're like, oh, you'll have to go through all this in future, whatever. And I get pregnant on my honeymoon at, yeah. and I have cold oh my yeah, God. at 43. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't, yeah. but it was also very relaxed. He's like, well, so what? We'll adopt. Do you know what I mean? Who cares? Yeah. Whatever, whatever. And that's, that's what great. I always tell people. Like, and that's why I love that you have this group because it would be really neat to have people that had your back, you know, you know and supported yes. you. Yes. Yes. You know and that, there's no judgment. Yeah. You shouldn't stay in any situation like that. And that, there's always, no matter what your age, right? That's right. That's right. The, no, you, the, you know what you, like you kind of, you, you have a responsibility to your own happiness, yep. Sandy. Like, it's, it, it, you know, it, it was great that your, that he, your ex-husband would have come around, yeah. but that's not what you want. You know, yep. That's not what you want. Ultimately it has to be from his heart yep. that he wants it as much as you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah I think that and that's a very, your story is very, you know, is, 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 it t- turns out to have a wonderful ending for you, yes. but I, th- I think that it's, you know, it, it really shows your courage. Well, I'll you tell know, you what, I people, there were so many people that loved me and I was a trainer at the time and what was really shocking. And they were like moms to me and dads to me. Cause I was younger. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah. my, cause my private training clients, some of them didn't talk to me again. They thought I was <sighs> ruining my life. So yeah. people that were in my yeah. corner forever. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Yeah. They were like, you're ruining your life. I'm like, yeah. I don't think you understand. And I had one close, close client. It's like, you know, you can live with me. I know you, Sandy. If this, if you're saying this, you know, and I lived with there for a year, even though I was older. But can you imagine, like, that's really mm. tough because you don't know all the ins and outs, you know, people. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, look, the, the longer you live, the, the, you know, the longer you kind of see that people, you know, people just, you can't really explain a lot yeah. of what behavior is and sometimes it's like their own thing maybe you touched on something that really resonated with them right maybe and they, maybe they've been unhappy and they stayed with it and so that's right. right that's right that's right so i always try to look at like what's not necessarily what i'm, what I'm not necessarily seeing or hearing you know but that's pretty radical that they would break up a friendship well, they were like, so you're like they were like i would train them and they were like they just couldn't they were yeah. so upset that i was just it ends up you know my life is amazing and wonderful right beautiful right and, and i don't but i don't regret any of it because it was a great part of my yeah. life too like i don't look at it as a mistake it, right. part of my journey right. and we were meant to be yeah. together for that amount of time and you know and i have wonderful friends and all that but when i saw yeah. this i was so inspired yeah know, i didn't even yeah. know these things existed wow you know wow. that you have going and i don't know if it's new no. or you created it but i think it's amazing Thank you. It, you know, they're out there, but I did create them. I, you know, I, 
I needed to do more. Okay. And, and I'm not kind of done yet. Like I, I I'm always looking for what else I could do. Of course you know, I have, to, I have to sort of be careful because like now we have this new puppy and like, I, this is another, you know, another responsibility, but like, I think, you know, I think there are, there's needs out there. There are needs that are not being met. You know, when, when I started this, this women's group, I didn't, I, what I did was I, I put together a focus group. So I personally invited like 50 50 women and I had them come to a forum and I asked them what the questions were and what the issues were of what they felt, you know, was kind of just sort of like, you know, things that they were, they wanted to talk about or hear about in midlife. Like I kind of wanted to know, and I'm, I'm always sort of looking for what I can do to help. I feel like I'm in this kind of position that, I want to help and I want to give back. And, you know, it's, it's like, that's part of what, you know, drives me, you know, and excites me. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm always trying to, trying to look at how I can uh, best serve, if you will. No, and, you know, but- and I, I can tell that. I could tell that instantly when I met you. All right. So we could go on forever and I love your story. I love, I love what you're doing, but I always say, I ask, you know, before I bring my guests, you know, my peers, what questions they want me to ask you. So we have a couple questions for you. You ready? Okay, sure. All right. All right. So is there a stigma still, they want to know, about seeing a therapist? Do people say, ooh, you have problems, or is that is those days are done? That's coming from the 18-year-old, by the way. I mean, you know, I kind of think that, that there is less of a stigma than when I was growing up. I think that we've it's become more... I like to use the term user friendly because you really can, you know, you can, you can go online now and get therapy. I'm not saying, well, this is good therapy, but you can, you can go to your employee <laughs> assistance program and get therapy. You can get therapy in many different you know ways. Yeah. Um, and I think that people are more open to, to talk about their, their feelings that, you know, it, it's, it's, we all can benefit from talking yeah. and, and having someone listen. So I think it has become much more destigmatized than when, when I was growing up and I had gone to therapy. Yeah. Um, when I was, uh, you know, like 18, 20. Um, and I, I think even the, so back then it was like, oh, maybe more hush, hush, yeah. you know, but now, no, I think that people well, are what's more funny is My son who is, you know, freshman in high school and he, you know, started out seeing a guidance counselor in school. And now we see mm-hmm. he's the Semper counselor now and then on the outside. He goes, ma, I'm doing this for maintenance. I think everybody should talk to somebody. I'm like, where did you come from? Like you're, that's wonderful from you. And that's, I don't know, but that's he did it on his own. He's like, yeah, yeah I think everybody needs somebody to talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And somebody who's not related to yeah. you, that doesn't have any kind of like, you know, authority over and you. you. Tell it's anybody. Like, Cause he's like, yeah, you should, you should do it. <laughs> oh, listen, I, that's what, and you know what? You never know. Maybe he'll become one. I don't know, but I thought it was fascinating. Cause at first, you know, know. he started a couple of years ago and I thought, okay, not, you're not saying, but, and then a year later, goes, I could see that, you know, there's a lot of people I should recommend this to. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, if, if you're open and honest, you know, yeah. there's, it's, it's very hard not to benefit from that kind of experience. Yeah, really, I do. If you find the right person. I really do. That's great. That's, right, that's so now, great. Yes. Everyday people. Do you have any, like, I know you said like counseling and I love that you said the support group. Um, and find your people. Is there any other little tips? Like, what do you do? They want to know to release stress and anxiety. Oh my God. I am at the gym every day. Okay, every there morning. you have a friend. And I did not tell yeah. her to say that. 
No, you did not. That is my time. I wake up super early. It's probably a crazy time. What time? I am at the gym at 5.15. At the gym. So I'm at the class at 5.15. Yeah. So we open our gym at 5.30 in the morning and they're waiting to get it. So you're, you're okay. That, those are my people. That's my, those are my people. I'm there. Oh yeah. You know your Yeah. But that's, that is my, that's my release. And that's my ability. That's my time, a quiet time that I could just be responsible for me. And, um, I am and that, and I, but I also like, I do, I do a lot. I really do walk the walk and talk the talk. I, you know, I wake up in the morning. I give myself that time. I, I, what time do you wake up? Oh God, four. <laughs> yes, I'm up early. <laughs> no, but I'm. I mean, I and I never was a morning person, never. But it's become. It's become when I went back to the graduate school. That was what had to happen in order for me to get up, drop my son off at my parents' house, so I could go to school in the morning. You know, for yeah. nine o'clock. That's how it had. That's how it started eighteen years ago. Um, but you've got to find what works yeah, for some you. Some people like, at ten at night, so that would. Yeah. That would not work for me. Uh, that's totally. So what kind but of I, do you take at five fifty? I take, I do Orange Theory now, but I've done other things, okay. and I do and I like to mix it up. Right. But Orange Theory works for me now, which is sort of like you know, like a, yep, know. a mixture of cardio and yeah, and I love it. And it's it's uh, like shout out to Orange Theory here in Syosset. It's a great mm-hmm. place, and uh, yeah, and it's but that's that's um, it's my time, yeah. you know, and I feel much better and healthier and stronger when I leave there. But even before, okay, so when I before I get out of bed, I say my my little prayers. I have my little peace with my higher power, Ooh, and I that's, love it. That's, that's what I do in the morning. Start your day off right, doesn't it? But that see, but if that's what I think. Sometimes people are not doing it. Yeah. They're not connected. They're just jumping out of bed. They're putting on, they took a look at their phone. They're, yeah. they're getting stressed out because they have, you know, six texts that need to be no, answered no, yesterday. That's right. No. So you got to set yourself up. You got to really center yourself up yeah. to start your day in a good way. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do. I love that. It's so, and I'll, I'll tell you what. It sounds so like simplified, but it matters. How you be, start your day is the most important thing. More important than really a lot, more important than anything, I think. And I've taught some of my patients who've asked me, uh, and they, and it's been, it's been game changers. Yep. Really, it really has been. Rather than chasing their day, yeah. they're actually starting out like, you know, in front of the eight ball, not behind. Yeah. All right. So what time do you go to bed at night? Well, that's a problem because <laughs> I, well, I work nights, so that's a problem. Um, you know, I try to be in bed, like, like by nine thirty, it sometimes doesn't happen that yeah. way, you know. Um, so because I work nights yeah. and uh, you know, if I have late patients and I can't really, yeah. I need to like shut it down. So I mean, it's not a perfect science, and I I, I am not great with the sleep. Yeah. Um, I'm just not. But uh, you know, you, you got to pick your battles. Yeah, I try. You got to pick your battles, right. Sandy. I can yes. talk to you forever. I I say yeah. I you're. A, Absolute love. And uh, anytime, yeah. this was such a joy. And it was great. But before we go, is there anything sure. that we didn't get in that you want to close with besides how to reach you? We're going to get that into. Um, you know, I think that uh, just coming from have, being a regular person and having a life and having had my own struggles with life too. It wasn't always perfect. I've had health issues. I've had stuff going on with me. I think that you can just to just let your listeners know that you know you can always have hope that tomorrow is going to be better. 
you know, um, and you really got to sit and, and, and un- try to understand yourself and, and, and try to find the light. Cause it, there usually is light yeah. if you're looking for it, you know, even when you're not feeling yeah. it, you know, yeah. to, to really constantly be going towards the light. Cause they're, they're, you know, once you get into that zone, you know, you're, you're in a better direction and headspace. Yeah. And you know, I, so. I love the fact too, that you, you, I think it's so important. I, well, gosh, it would have been so much easier. Find your group, no matter what it is, find your people, find someone yeah. to talk to, find anybody because you're right. Yeah. Your family members, you know, it's a That's story. Right. They're too you, close to it, you know? Right. No, it's, it's so important. And look, I, I'm, I, that is become part of what I search for, you know, in my own, in myself yeah. too. So I think that it, it really, it, it's so, so sensitive to me. So I, you know, I definitely try to inspire that for other yeah. people. Arco, how can yeah. we reach you? Uh, oh my God. I have email is a text. Um, I, my email is slafazan at hotmail.com. Okay. My number is 516. Should I do my, give my cell phone number? Well, that, how do you that's want, my work want to work with you to reach you? And that's the number we should give. Yeah. 516-375-3897 cool. is, my, is my cell. And um, yeah, I Skype. I I do everything. Oh, you, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, do. I actually do Skype. I'm, I actually am Skyping now with my first patient, like from like 10 years ago, who she has moved, gone through life's you know, transitions and we've reconnected and it's, we Skype now. She's in, uh, you know, we Skype, uh, she's, you know, out of state, but, uh, yeah, thank God for modern technology. I know. Isn't it great? It's great. It is great. And it's wonderful. So we can, I'm reachable. Um, yeah, I, I uh, love what I do. You can tell. And oh my God. I do. I love what I do. I'm very blessed to be able to do this work and I, I'm grateful to have met you and to have this time with you, Sandy. I hope that we can stay connected. We will. I'll let you know. Uh, I don't know. I come to New York all the time. Do you ever go into New York city or is it hard? Yeah. Well, if I know in advance, I can, I could make my schedule such, you know, it's not so easy for me, but I can, I, you know, Fridays are generally a good day for me to, to do those things. If I'm not doing a conference or, yep. you know, just, I, I would, I would absolutely love to meet you. Um, so you let me know, you know, I'll let you know when I'm up what, there next time. Doing. I'll just give you a heads up. I'm almost up there every once a month. Really? Oh, that's well, because so, that would my be, agent I, and my publisher's there. Plus I think, um, I'm going to get Justin involved in it too. I think um, that my next workshop I'm going to be doing is with next gen that Dylan and I spoke about a little bit on the phone in New York. So that's going to be fun. Oh, very cool. Mindset stuff. And Oh my God, definitely. I'm I'm already thinking, I have ideas, but I think maybe I want, you could be a part of it, but we'll brainstorm because it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, January is the time for me because even though, my whole mission is the positive mindset since fitness is my vehicle to how to get into the positive mindset. January is crazy because everybody, you know, right. that's right. Yes, that's right. Listen, anything I could be aligned with you in with would be my honor. Like you're, you're amazing. Oh, and, and I think that well, this I was don't one make me cry because I can't, I already cried first. Amazing. I, I'm very fortunate, but I can tell when I meet the most genuine people and it freaking just makes me soar high. And I want to be surrounded by those people. Other people will be in our life and I do a lot of business. That's right. I feel the same yeah, way. I, I yeah. do a lot of business and lately because of the business I'm in, 
I meet a lot of different business people and they're not my cup of tea, but I try to focus in on the ones that are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with, I'm with you, sister. I, 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 I felt like there was a connection immediately. It's because of our names. (laughs) That for sure. That's like a beginning, but because of our, because of our hearts. It was right away. It was cool. Yeah, we're in the right place. Yeah, All right, was, Sandy was, to Sandy. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. And until next Thank time, you. just remember, highlight the positive.